BLT, aka Bros Let's Talk. Pat here with Jimmy and Sean. Andy the World Traveler is off to Belgium, so he will not be with us for a few weeks. But we plan on having some guest hosts during that time, so should be fun. How you doing, gentlemen? Good, how are you boys? I'm good. I'm Solid. It's uh Ready for better weather, if I'm being honest. Warmer weather. I'm ready for dry weather so we can finally play a friggin' softball game. That's what I finally. want. Finally. What have we been looking for? Four for four, or two for two in right now? Three for three, because we didn't have a, we had a bye week one Thursday. Correct, yes. So, so we're three for three in Three in for three for rainouts, 100% right now. So that's not quite the trajectory we're trying to be on. And we're hoping that to be three for three victories. Three weeks from now. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Doubleheader. Which I was going to say is is actually troublesome for the league because some of our young guns will be making their return from college. So <laughs> it, it benefits us for sure. So tremendously, yeah. Now that we said <laughs> that, maybe the rainouts aren't bad. Maybe they are good. I didn't even think about. But that. at the same time, we want to play. So stop raining, please. Please. And oh. it sucks because we always have to sweat it out. No. Yeah, right. It's like not really raining the day of the game, but it rained hard the night before. So we basically have to wait and see if Elmhurst Park District get up off their lazy asses and try and work on the field, which is usually no. For the record, they won't. They won't. So if you're listening, I would probably advise against joining an Elmhurst Softball League. One, because you'll lose to us. And two, because they suck Fact. at field maintenance. <laughs> so... We got some stuff we want to talk about. Let's jump right into it, dudes. This was a big week for movie trailers. Hollywood. We had, we're going to start with Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped Monday, which was the day that Joe and Anthony Russo deemed the day where you couldn't avoid spoilers anymore because that's fair. The trailer, Sean, have you watched it yet? Yes. Okay, cool. The other day we had not watched it. They also added it as an end scene to um, to Endgame. I almost said oh, IMAX. Oh, nice. We saw it in IMAX on Thursday, and we didn't stay for the scene, but because I had already watched the trailer like 10 times. <laughs> but 
It looks awesome. And I didn't even think about this when we were talking about the Captain America loophole in the plot with his time travel. I totally forgot that the whole point of this trailer was that at some point along the way, one of the snaps opened up a multiverse. So that could be a way that they could explain how Steve got back to that present time period. That's supposedly where Mysterio is from. But we saw an action-packed trailer. Nick Fury finds Spider-Man. Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, looks like he's going to be awesome. Assumed, yeah, I can't wait for that. Assumed to be the villain in this movie so far. Through what they've shown, it looks like Peter's going to be helping him to fight the elementals, which are those giant sand and water monsters. And it looks pretty awesome. I I can't imagine he'll go through the whole movie as a good guy. I'm I'm imagining it'll it'll take a fatal turn somewhere. Because in the comics, he's generally a villain and a good one. And just being played by that character, there's a lot of potential. Or by that actor, there's a lot of potential. Maybe he's a villain from Earth 2 and trying to be a different person on Earth 1, but then his past comes back to haunt him. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm looking forward to It's probably not the case, but I'm just throwing it out there. Dude, throw it all out there. That's all we can do right now. But I- oh, I will. It's all out. It's hanging all out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the iconic Mysterio Chrome Dome. That's what I want to see. Dude, me too. Yeah, I we, like Dylan Hall's face, but I want to see the dome. We got a pretty good shot of it in yeah. the trailer uh, for, for you know five seconds or so. But uh, I'm imagining that most of his time in the movie, well, I shouldn't say that because he does have a nice face and he probably wants to show it off whenever he can. So right. Great looking face. So. <laughs> He'll probably be trying to show it off at all costs, but I'd imagine we'll get a good amount of him with the the dome on as well. And there was a lot to take in from the trailer just beyond how awesome it was. Obviously, um, they started out with uh, Tom Holland saying, don't watch the Evan Seen Endgame because the first scene of the trailer spoils what happens in Endgame. There's a giant mural of Iron Man that he's looking at. He's morning Iron Man. He's talking to Happy about how much he misses him and... And then we start to see something that I swear I have to go back and listen to f- to former podcasts because I swear to God that I said this on the show that that they were going to look at Tom Holland and the Peter Parker character as the next Iron Man. Not actually Iron Man, but to, to take the mantle for that Iron Man role in the next phase of the MCU. And it yeah. looks like that's the direction they're going. He has access to Tony's tech. He's got the Iron Spider suit. So... It definitely. He has his glasses. He's got his glass. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of similarities, um, or a lot of symbolism pointing that that's where it's going to go. He's going to take on that role of kind of leader, and and uh, I mean, Peter's a smart guy too, so I'm sure. Who knows? Maybe Tony even left Stark Industries to him or something. We don't even know. So on that note, I also heard that at the end of Endgame, you hear like the hammer, ding at the end you know and a lot of people think that that's tony building the original iron suit in iron man one but there's also been speculation that it is the kid from the garage building his own iron man suit using tech that tony left him so the the lone the lone ranger at the funeral that no one knew who it was okay exactly so in terms of taking up the mantle i've heard rumors of that but it's all speculation obviously jimmy and i talked about this when we did our two-man endgame show where we literally just talked about it for an hour and we neither of us like the idea of them trying to do an actual new iron man character so quickly 
after Tony Stark's death because it was like I don't want to say it was a perfect character, but when you look at his story arc and all the movies that he was in, it was almost a perfect character. And the way that they brought it to an end was so fitting, and I would hate for them just to throw another Iron Man in our face. 100%. With that random kid. But if they, tr- I, that's why I like more the idea, transition it to a, an established character, not Iron Man, someone who had a close relationship with Iron Man, yeah. someone who has the brains and the brawn because he of the genetically modified spider that bit him. And then you still have the ability to utilize like Stark Industries and all his technology in a way that is fluid to the storyline. Iron Man better not see the screen till 2035 at the earliest because <laughs> that dude, like, let it breathe. You had dude, the best casting time. ever with RDJ as Iron Man. He, he wore that mask for 11 years. It is way, way too early to even be thinking about replacing him. I like how they're doing the transition now, if that's the way they're heading. Pat, like with uh, what you were just saying, have Spider-Man use his tech. We still see his memory, but we're not replacing Iron Man. Like, don't do that. That would be a colossal mistake. And I don't think Marvel and Disney are that blind to do something like that. Because they clearly don't need the money. They're they're making a billion-dollar movie with friggin'... Guardians of the Galaxy characters we never even heard of before, so I, I just, I really don't want to see that happen because that will, that will, um, not ruin everything that they've done, but it will put a really stale taste in my mouth, and I will not be happy about that. They have a, a whole roster of characters. Yes, that they yes, roll exactly, out and they could make a fortune from. So, yes, the, you know, the storyline is essentially never ending. But that being said, the film industry is. A greedy industry because they yes, rebooted I agree. Batman way too soon. They rebooted Joker way too soon. I wouldn't be shocked if they tried some kind of a Wolverine reboot coming up here in the near future. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. No, let I mean, him breathe all these also. Reboots, these well-established, well-liked, giant fan base, wildly successful movies, anytime they reboot it, they botch it. And I'm worried for that. Here, here's my, here, or I should say, here's the reason I have confidence because... All of this started with Iron Man, who was a lesser-known comic book hero, and they now he's right now. You could say he's arguably the most popular comic book hero or superhero that everybody knows. So, since they were able to do that, I believe they could take a, uh, another lesser-known hero and maybe not build him up, build him or her up to Iron Man status, but build him up enough to carry. The, the second or the fifth phase of her phase are on right now yeah. in a new generation of superheroes, but don't recycle what you've already perfected. Uh, it it no. would just be a colossal mistake. See, and I know you guys mentioned Wolverine, and it's hard to imagine anyone else but Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, but in the same token, it's not just anyone rebooting the character, it's Marvel rebooting the character. Fair. Having the rights that's, to the character for the first fair. time, and... I think the perfect example to look at is what they've done with the Spider-Man series to where we literally just had a different iteration of Spider-Man like three years ago with Andrew Garfield. And a lot of people actually liked his character. I thought those movies He was were fine. Good. Yeah, he was yeah. fine. Yeah, he was They're fine. And then we get Tom Holland and three movie, appearance, or, uh, movie appearances later from him or four movie appearances, his four, own yeah. solo, and now a second movie coming out. Yeah. No one even really and remembers Andrew Garfield yeah. as Spider-Man. Tom Holland embodies Sp- Spider-Man, Peter Parker. He's a great casting. 
And he, again, is becoming a focal point of the MCU moving forward. So I look at how easily they were able to transition him into what they were already doing and now turn him into a lead character for their next phase. It gives me complete confidence that whenever they do introduce the X-Men, and I mentioned it to you guys, the idea of this multiverse and Earth 2 and other Earths opens up this idea for the X-Men, for all those people being like, where the hell have the X-Men been all these years when aliens have been attacking and no mm-hmm. one's... Why don't they come help? It's because they're on a different Earth, or that's the, the, the swing that they'll take. And I'm just very excited because it's like you mentioned, the fact that they have all these, not new, it's characters that they've created, but they own the rights to all these characters that they've added to their roster with the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, movies that we've seen botched um, in the past. And I just, I just, I, I just know in my heart that Marvel is going to do it justice. So it gives me hope and excitement for the next 10 years of Marvel movies. And and my hope now would be at this point that they don't try and reestablish the X-Men. Like, just jump in where you jumped in with the first new Spider-Man. Everyone knows the X-Men backstory. The X-Men backstories don't, like, don't go through all that again. Just boom, here we are, let's do this. That was a good formula for the first Spider-Man. I think, I, I, I hope they'll do that I do with think the new X-Men whenever that be... comes along. A while before we see it, though, because we're still we still have Dark Phoenix too. coming out, which we'll talk I about the trailer for that as well. It's coming out this summer, <clears throat> concluding that X Men storyline yeah. that Fox has. So I don't think we'll see that for another five years or so. But that makes me it, happy, nor though. should we. Yeah, no, exactly. it opens the door though, and um, I, I saw recently that Chris Hemsworth just re-upped his deal with marvel yes. for some additional movies as guardians baby. he did huh so, um it's 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 Hell starting yes. to look like he's gonna be in guardians of the galaxy 3 that's gonna be it's so trending awesome. that way uh, possibly a, another thor movie as well with him and valkyrie and oh okay um, valkyrie and you know thor. hopefully she is the queen. i hope uh. i hope that they because here's the thing I don't want Marvel to try and just repeat the same formula they just put out for the let. You know what I mean? I don't want them to try and be like, all right, here's what we did for phases one through four. Here's what we have to do through phases five through nine or whatever it ends up being. And they have to try and build up the same storyline. I want it to be, um, I want them to do ensemble. Evolving. Evolving, exactly. I want them to focus. Yes, you want to just evolve naturally. So now I want them to maybe focus more on like the cosmic aspect of Mar- of the mcu or marvel comics where that you know obviously we have the guardians of the galaxy already we've established captain marvel um there's been rumors that adam warlock is going to be introduced in guardians 3 who's arguably the strongest character that marvel has ever created in the comics so there's there's all these ideas and opportunities for them to pursue uh, especially with this multiverse idea it gives them a lot of range to what they can do and then on the same token i'm also excited to see what they do with sam as a captain america character um yep and there's just see the pictures of that too i haven't yet they look sweet what pictures there's uh is it like an artist rendered thing or no they're i'm pretty sure they're legitimate pictures that are out i can try and find it but they looked pretty damn sweet and they got rid of his beard he's just a goatee now because his beard is terrible yeah so making the right move so is weird (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm minorly irked that you saw these and didn't share them with the group. That that's kind of upsetting. I to wanted me. it I'm to not, be organic. I'm not mad at you. Like I'm not mad. I'm just I'm I'm disappointed. I guess is, okay, is the best so, way to say it. 
I mentioned we were going to talk about you. Dark Phoenix. Before we transition <laughs> to that, I wanted to bring up something Sean and I were talking about pre-show, and it was um, uh, Scarlet Witch, her character, yes. and how she is essentially Jean Grey. She has the same powers pretty much as she does, but she... That character was was so annoying, and I'm only bringing this up because Alyssa's like, you never mentioned this on the podcast. (laughs) She has the worst accent or use of accent or lack thereof accent of any character I've ever seen in a movie. In Avengers Age of Ultron, she starts off and she's Maxima Trigsmechtinoff or whatever her name is, and she talks like this. And then it slowly transitions to just her speaking normal English, and then with little bits of, I will kill you, Thanos. And <laughs> at the end of the day, she's just Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's sister who does terrible Russian accents. And her character was really annoying. I never liked her. That's all I yeah, but say. Really? Oh, I loved her, her character. pressed together like two hams. <laughs> They were beautiful. <laughs> and she she would have she legitimately killed Thanos had it not been for his uh, all-out firestorm he ended up raining upon everyone. But she was destroying Thanos. I just feel like they could have gotten a better actress. That was not one of my yeah. favorite. Wanda Maximoff. Oh. That's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet looking, right? If that's legit, that's pretty sweet. So I'm wondering now with... um. Damn, that is pretty awesome. I like that. I like that. the armor a lot. Yeah, Will he still cool. have his wings, too? So yeah. Captain America flies now? Totally. What? Because that's the Falcon, or he's the Falcon, right? Maybe he could be Captain Falcon. Falcon Cat! <laughs> Just another realm <laughs> yeah. for them to get into. Bust out Star Dude, Fox. <laughs> I, keep seeing, I keep seeing memes on the internet of, like, when Nick Fury appears on someone, and it's Detective Pikachu, and, he, and he's just like, I'm here to talk about the Smash Brothers initiative. <laughs> Could you be... imagine if they made a Super Smash Brothers movie universe? God, God, that would be insane. That would be kind of cool. Link, live action. So, real quick, I just I, I went to Google um, Thor re-upping with Marvel just to see if I could find out how many deals. So, I found this article that says, Avengers, Endgame suffers huge third weekend drop at box office. Well, no shit! It was the most successful movie ever... In terms of an opening weekend, so isn't it naturally that <sighs> I if more people saw numbers. it, as did I, did, right? But if if more people saw it to start with, then wouldn't naturally less to, people less, see yeah. it going? Like that's the stupidest. But did they title put, for an article I've ever seen? That's terrible. Like, did they put a number out there and as to how much it made though? Because it probably still made a Detective shitload Pikachu of money. made more than it did on Friday. I saw and Detective. It made. It made. As of the that third weekend, $62 million. Week three? Yes, week yeah, three. After making now. over a billion dollars and being the second highest grossing movie of, of all time. Right? And, like, and I don't understand. It would make sense that Detective Pikachu finally overtakes it because you're all the endgame viewers who never saw or even heard of Detective Pikachu's release. like I knew it was coming out, and then once Endgame started building up, I totally forgot all about Detective Pikachu. So it makes sense now. Yeah. People are like, people "Oh are yeah, I want to see this like, There's too. other movies that are out. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. They're like their hangover's so, gone, and it's so time. can we talk? It, Go ahead, Jim. It, it has all these numbers in here, and it says like, "Oh, it it's performing, um, 
like 20% less over the third weekend than Infinity War was, but it also made $100 million more in its opening weekend. So these <laughs> clickbait articles are just... It's all relative. It's also a long Yes, thank movie. you. It's all relative. It, it, it is, is long, yeah, but it's, it's a dedica- great. It's a chunk of time that needs to be dedicated. It is, yes. So, so That's true. can we talk about how, and, and we've had the plan for months and never followed through on it, on splitting a PlayStation... For <laughs> yeah, playing, oh, shit, playing yeah. just to play the yeah. Spider-Man game, and then can we talk about the lack of an established Marvel video game universe? Because I that feel is like, a great point. I feel like they could go so far if they made an Avengers game or even like individual, like an Iron Man game. Could you imagine flying around oh, like Iron shit. Man doing crazy shit? Dude, that would be even so be awesome. Stark, to like... to the tune of Batman: Arkham Knight. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and for for all we know, there's been rumors. Open world concept. For all, Dude, there, be there's, so there's been rumors that Marvel has been dabbing with the idea of going in the video game industry. I. At this point, I don't see why they wouldn't. They've done the little right. crossovers with Fortnite, and you've seen how people have flocked to that. I just feel like they can make so much more money than they're already making. It's just an untapped. Right. Maybe they just don't want to give any notoriety at all to Sony or Microsoft. They just want to like keep all of this awesome content for themselves. Because is Sony still in entertainment? Do they still have a studio? And stuff like that. Maybe so, they're thinking way into it. Well, because like, Sony made... It's Sony and Marvel made the Spider-Man game that came out. But obviously it's exclusive to... And Sony owns mm-hmm. the rights to the Spider-Man character. So really? that's, that's how they were able to do it. Yeah, that's... What? I didn't know that. That's, that's why, like, technically right now, um, Spider-Man's on loan to the MCU for Venom. That's how Sony was able to make the Venom movie. Interesting. Or no, it wasn't for Venom because they own Venom too. They own the Spider-Man characters. I forget how it works. Marvel had to give them something, or, or basically the way it works is they they get like for the Spider-Man movies they get like a huge cut of the box office there numbers. Um, Sony does. Sony does yeah, probably sense. even more than Marvel does, and Marvel just gets to like use the character. Worth it, essentially, dude. That is so funny. So. <laughs> Sony probably makes more money getting a cut by Marvel doing it than they would make in their own Exactly, movie. <laughs> which is why they're doing it that way. So it's... But that's a good point, Sean. It probably comes down to... That's why we've only seen a Spider-Man game, because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, so they're going to put a game out. And right. maybe they don't... You're right, Marvel. Marvel should just create their own video game studio then, and then sell it so out to if, the... So if Marvel said, systems. hey, we created an Iron Man, uh, Thor, a Captain America game, but we also created our own console, would you buy it to play the games? <laughs> They're just gosh. totally trying to capture the market. You know what? I, My answer is yes. I think... Depending, I want to say I would have I to would. see the gameplay exactly, and the like, it's it's a hard market to crack, right? You know, to because get it is the thing. Okay, so imagine, imagine that this is all hypothetical, obviously. That Marvel creates a video game system that you can stream games from, and that's that's the future of gaming. Supposedly, Google um, Acadia, I think it's called, is a new system that's coming out with strictly streaming. So you have it connected to your internet and you download the games, you play them from the internet. So imagine Marvel has this video game system they come out with that comes pre-installed with storylines for every character. Like there's a Captain America game storyline where you can follow through and like 
and it's all focused on him. And then there's a Thor and Iron Man and Spider-Man, or maybe not Spider-Man because Sony owns it, but all these other characters. And then there's an Avengers storyline where you can do multiplayer with your friends and play as the Avengers. I mean... And then it would, like, fragment into parts of your storyline. If you're Like, if you're playing as Captain America, parts of your storyline, you're running into other MCU characters right. who are, you know, you require their help or they require yours exactly. and all this other stuff. Dude, I that would make trillions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Who wouldn't want to do that? I guess I would probably say yes, too, Jim. I think so. Right, I mean... That for sure, the four of us would definitely chip in and buy one and split it and see how we like it and then go from there. But right. I, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna cut this clip probably... later and just send it to Marvel. Like, and, and if you do this, please credit us for the idea. I think if we Give if, us the, millions of dollars. if this comes out, we're gonna have to buy our own systems and we're gonna have to form the Avengers. Exactly, each of us playing our individual characters. Oh, Dibs on Iron okay. Man. Sean, you just came up with a great idea. So you could form your own Avengers with other people and play right. in a world where it's like you're playing live as the Avengers. Hell yeah, dude. Marvel, if you're doing this already, <laughs> you didn't come out and say it, so you got to credit BLT if this you happens. You know what, Marvel? Hat, bookmark this bookmark shit. Bookmark this shit and fuck Sony and fuck Microsoft and team up with Blizzard and make it World of Warcraft style. Oh. Now you're ta- Now. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Holy shit, that's erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like an open world Avengers game where you just roll up at that's to New what York I'm saying. and like Dude, buildings are oh getting destroyed gosh. and you're Dude. fighting aliens in the sky? Right. And then you know what? All but, of a sudden you find a portal and you're on Asgard. And then you have to you have to come up with tactical <laughs> plans as to how to beat Thanos exactly. or whoever you're fighting. It be- it's not just like flying around like a bunch of jagoffs killing people. You have to come yeah. up with actual plans. Um, our uh, like our survival rate would be a uh, 32.33% uh, repeating, of course. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! Jenkins. So today is actually the 14-year anniversary. The, the anniversary, of the right? Yeah, really? I just watched it earlier. It's so funny. Although Dude, that, is, that is one of the greatest videos although, I've ever seen. Although, not that surprising, I did read an article that said that it was, it was staged. Like, they... They definitely did. No. Yeah, they did multiple. Like those guys were releasing other like satire World of Warcraft videos at the time, and it was they they practiced it a couple times, but that they didn't even think it was that funny when they posted it. Oh and my then God. the guy who posted it, uh, he woke up and he had a had a message on his voicemail from his internet service provider saying that they had to shut down his internet because he was using so much bandwidth <laughs> because so many people were viewing the video overnight. <laughs> And Holy, he said, that's yeah, hilarious. Said they woke up and it was just on every site. It was just like it took off. So it's They're, pretty funny. The reactions were so genuinely right? upset. God damn it, that's Leroy. I mean. Why do you do this shit? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Thumbs up. Let's do this. Oh, man. Uh, so funny. Um, okay, so we had other trailers that came out too. Um, we don't know if they'll take us on the same winding road that this one just did. But one, two actually that we saw in the... And, and by the way, if you haven't seen Endgame and IMAX, definitely go see it in IMAX. It was it's, awesome. See it a second time in general because it's it's ten times better yeah, the second time. Yeah, it's so I good. Swear. I can't it's wait to see it. It's a phenomenal time. movie. It's, it's awesome. But um, two trailers that we saw in there that we'll talk about now are Dark Phoenix, the end of the current X-Men series of movies that we talked about, and then Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is the second in the Godzilla franchise. We'll start with Dark Phoenix. Um, I feel like it looks like it has a lot of potential. I, I haven't hated on the X-Men, current X-Men series as, as much as some people have. It'll never be the original 
X-Men series. Um, no. There's just, you know, but there's no point on trying to compare it to it at this point. Um, but I've appreciated I thought James McAvoy has been pretty good as Professor X and... Um, yeah, he's been really good. I've liked uh, him Michael Fassbender has been awesome as Magneto. Yeah, so those are good castings. Definitely. And I, I, I like Sophie Turner, a.k.a. Sansa Stark, as... Jean Grey, I think the movie looks like it, like I said, it has a lot of potential. Her character uh, absorbs some sort of cosmic energy and and then she's unable to control her powers really and becomes the most powerful force in the world, the universe. Mm-hmm. And it's all about them trying to stop her and remind her who she is. And um, it looks like I didn't, I didn't like Apocalypse, which was the last X-Men movie that came <laughs> out. I felt like they were trying really hard for Apocalypse to be like Thanos. What Endgame is. Yeah, exactly. Right. And Apocalypse actually, as far as comic book villains goes, is arguably the strongest in the Marvel Universe. So it was an unfortunate use of the character. But I feel like the direction they've turned with this, and based on the trailer, I will see it. Um, we'll see it. Now the bar is set so high, though, with me, with any mo- comic book movies yep but it's hard to compare anything to marvel i also tried to go and everything with a level head and just like okay this isn't marvel but i can still Correct. appreciate it you know what i do not envy the person who has to go after someone who gives a great speech and i don't envy the next marvel movie to come out after endgame it's gonna be tough well far from home it comes out in july and is that predating um it looks pretty good. It it continues right after we're Endgame. But this is that's before Dark Phoenix. Uh, well, t- Dark Phoenix isn't. Well, I don't know actually. But what I'm saying is the next Marvel movie is Spider Man. Right. Right. So like I get what you mean though. Like the next, the next superhero, superhero movie. movie. Yeah, exactly. That's a good question. I think they come out around the same time. So even so, could you imagine like? If Far From Home comes out before X-Men, and then, then that's awesome, and then <laughs> Dark Phoenix is just like, shit, now we have to follow up two awesome Marvel movies back to back. Yeah, it, it pretty much sucks to be anyone other than Marvel trying to release superhero movies so in true. today's day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah, excited yeah. for Dark Phoenix. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Sophie Turner's got. Um, you know, this is going to be, like, her movie. This is, and I feel like this is exactly. the first one of, like, that's really hers. This is going to be the first of her career, so... First big budget one, anyways, and it's going to be. I'm excited. I like her. Um. All right, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That looks pretty crazy. Psyched. The first Psyched Godzilla. I thought um there was a lot there. It should have been better than it was. Ultimately, yes. we got, and it's not necessarily the worst thing, but we didn't get a whole lot of Godzilla in that movie, and it was like Jaws. It was like you know, yeah, heard a lot which, about. Which isn't him. a bad thing. Sometimes for a little bit. that's effective <laughs> if if this monster is only shown periodically as to just focus right. on it. Yeah. But it had so much potential with Brian Cranston in the beginning. They killed him off way too early. And then we had way Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I don't hate actually, but I didn't like him in this role. And uh, so it looks like they're completely shifting roles for the second movie. It's going to star Millie Bobby Brown, 11, from Stranger Things, for those of you who might not know her actual name. And she's going to be in the lead role, essentially, it looks like. There's some other good characters in it as well. The Asian dude, I forget his name, 
Ken Wong, I want to say, might have just totally made that up, but <laughs> wow, he's been dude. in uh, wow been in, like, other Christopher Nolan movies. Um, but this great this features other kaiju's or whatever they're considered. Um, so there's Mothra. There's that whatever that three headed monster thing is hydra of some sort. Yeah, um, and it's basically a face off of of monsters, and they call on. Um, oh, it's Ken Wantabe. Okay, it was Ken W. Watanabe. That's close. Watanabe. Ken Watanabe. Whatever. I was thinking of Wong from um, Strange, uh, Doctor Strange. Ah, gotcha. It's so this Kong. is setting up for Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. Did you guys ever see Kong Skull Island? Yes. Yep. Love that I like that movie. That's pretty sweet. Love that movie. So... One of the things I've come to appreciate about the Godzilla, these new Godzilla movies and the King Kong movie, is just how massive they've made these creatures. Dude. I think they're they're the biggest iterations of each character that we've ever seen before, and I cannot Definitely. wait to see them face. Because you think about it, in King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Kong, he's climbing up the Empire State Building, and at the top, like in Godzilla, Godzilla is the size is of the Empire State Building. He yeah. is skyscraper size, so. Definitely. And I feel like if they're if we're gonna do a monster movie, this is how it should be. Oh, it's gonna just be so massive sweet. monsters yep. going head to head, destroying cities unnecessarily. Like Alyssa turned over me when we saw the trailer. She's like, "They can't do this fight in the desert or something. <laughs> they gotta roll up to a major metropolis city and just destroy everything, put millions of lives in danger. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an action movie." Correct. It's so awesome, dude. The the trailer was really exciting. Godzilla, like this, you know, the keeper of peace on Earth, is about to bring it to these. How many monsters are there? There was. Didn't they say three? Like, I think there was. There was more than that. I yeah, thought. Yeah, there's in the trailer. They mentioned a bunch of different monsters. Like Let's they see said. What it says here. Either way, it's going to be awesome. The and you know what? I think we're going to get a lot here, of Godzilla the, in this one too. The plot. The cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and the ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. There you go. I'm jacked for his uh, atomic breath. Like That's oh, just going to so be so sweet. great. I cannot wait to see that. Man, remember the end of the first one? Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But, dude, the, the end of the first one when he finally just opened that yeah. thing's face and, and just, blasts right. Oh, man. Dude, it was, was so like, awesome. The blue, so so blue flame or whatever that is that comes out. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. I'm excited. Um, I, I've always been a, a fan of just the giant monster movies. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. It's just... Yeah. It's just, it's the most unrealistic thing you can see on a movie screen, and it's also potentially the most entertaining thing right. you can see. So, <laughs> Correct. seeing King Kong and Godzilla go against each other is going to be a battle of the ages. And I, I can't didn't realize Who, were... Who's your money on? I, I feel like I got to go Godzilla, dude. He's got that massive fire breath. It's dude. ridiculous. It's going to be too. And this movie is called Godzilla King of the Monsters, so it's already kind of giving yeah. him that crown, if I'm being honest. Or her. Maybe Godzilla's a her. Well, King is Tri- King, fa- yeah. Kinger, man. So. I don't want the job uh, of the guy that has to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Right. Godzilla just starts. <laughs> um, okay, last trailer, Jimmy. I'm assuming you didn't watch this. It Chapter Two released. No, nope, first trailer. Never have, never will. For the, it seems like it's just going to be a two part movie, not a trilogy or anything like that. So, 
They have the kids from Derry grown up. Pretty solid cast. We've got James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, the dude from the Old Spice commercials. Love me some Bill Hader. Yeah, um, definitely. But the, yeah, dude, the... Javier By the way, Bill Hader, I haven't, I've only watched a few episodes, but I've heard that Barry on HBO, which follows Game of I've Thrones. I've heard that show's phenomenal. Yeah, it's supposed to be great, so I'm trying phenomenal. to catch up on it. Um, and then we also have, that's pretty much it from the big name people, I guess. Looks uh, like it's going to do a decent amount of like jumping from uh, the past to the present, too, so all the kid actors are going to be in it again. Yep, and it looks creepy as hell. The, yeah. the trailer features... I forget, what was her name? Bev? Yeah. I think the character Bev, yeah, Beverly, going back to the apartment that she lived in, and that in the first movie, there was the scene in the bathroom with all the blood coming out of the sink, and so she goes back to the apartment she lived in, she wants to just kind of see what it was like, and this creepy old lady lives there, insists that she comes in, and there's all these signs as she's talking that this lady's possessed by Pennywise, and there's this moment where she freezes and she stares at her for like 10 seconds. There's another moment where she walks away, but she's doing this like jittery, like possessed walk. And essentially she ends up uh, attacking her naked after she finds a photo of her with her dad, who was Pennywise. And it was super creepy. Then they show pan out, show what the movie is going to be about essentially. But I love the first one. I know we saw the first one together. I'm pretty sure. And I'm not, I'm not about scary movies. I'm not about that life. I'm not as much of a pussy about it as Jimmy is to where... Big puss um, over here. Can't even, like, hear anything of a scary movie. Otherwise, he has to sleep with the lights on Nickelodeon on the TV at night. No, not the light sign. Just Disney Channel or Nickelodeon. Okay. Regardless, the first one was really good. It wasn't just a scary movie. I thought it was a really good movie with scary yeah. parts. This looks like it's going to be a really good, really scary movie based on what we've seen in the first trailer. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. They did the first one was so awesome, especially it had like that Stranger Things feel to it. They really and I know the kid is from Stranger Things was in it, but it it kept that that kind of feel where it's like very like mysterious. You don't know what's gonna happen. More of a scary movie element, but still very very funny. Yep. Um, and yeah, the next one, I've been waiting for this trailer to come out since the first one ended. So this trailer did a lot oh, for wow. me. Yeah, I was, I was, I loved the first one. So I'm very excited for this next one to come out. I can't wait. Yeah, and uh, I'm pumped. I'm yeah. super pumped. I love the first one as well. And I never really, I went into it wanting to see it because I thought it was, it looked like a cool take on the character, even though I never even seen the original one. Because again, I'm not big into scary movies, but um, something about it just kind of drew me to it. And then I was. I was not disappointed when I went and saw it. I was like, yeah. damn, that was a good-ass movie. That wasn't even really... Again, it, it had parts that made you jump. It was pretty freaky. Yeah, no doubt. But it was like... At the end of the day, there's a difference between a horror movie and like a good movie that was also... Made me almost pee my pants a couple times. <laughs> it's hard to find All a right, good so, scary movie. So too, don't so. let me know how it was. Yeah. You guys could just talk. <laughs> no, we will, private. Jim. We will. Um, we are all about it. I, uh... Have no interest, never have, never will, but I'm glad you guys are excited. So that's my bitch, two cents. It's <laughs> my two cents okay. about it. Hey, they're worth as much as anyone else's two cents, Jimmy. That's true. Thank you. Thank Sorry, you. That's dude. a good point. Sorry, this is a open podcast where we can speak our feelings. <laughs> You're safe. Even as Thank feminine you. as they may be. 
Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on. The We wanted to touch briefly. We haven't really been sticking to sports lately. We've been talking a lot about movies. We've been Our focus has mainly been on Endgame and, and Avengers and all things. But we figured we'd take a little bit of time. The NBA playoffs are starting to – we had our first team enter the conference finals yesterday as yep. Golden State – Took down the Warrior. Or Wait, no, up. that's not true because the Bucks are. Oh, you're right. Already. Second team to enter the conference finals yesterday. Golden State took down the Rockets in six games Again. without Kevin Durant uh, for the last two games, and pretty much leaves the Rockets scratching their head. What the hell do we do with James Harden and Chris Paul? If this isn't going to work, what the hell is going to work? And the Warriors show that they just they're a championship team. That, yep. you know, they lose Kevin Durant. And they Steph Curry scores zero points in the first half, game six yesterday. Comes out and just dominates. The second half wills them to victory. Dude, that nut went nuts, that nut dude. Was, it was crazy. He had to be frayed at the end of the night because he was, every shot he took was perfect. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like the net hardly moved. Yeah. It was insane. Oh, perfect shot every time. I'm pissed too, by the way. I wanted uh, Rockets to overtake them. I did see that every game uh, ended with less than a six-point deficit in the series. So it was yes. tight. It's not to say that Houston is – they don't have to, like, break down and start over, but they, they need somebody. I mean, they got they – Yeah, need they, need, they need help. Yeah. They need this a, a the, third guy for sure. I yeah. think it's the fifth time in the last six years they've been knocked out. Four out of five. Four out of five they've been knocked out by the Warriors, the Rockets. Yep. And then it was the Spurs the other time. I Third think. time in a row at home, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this not is, not the first time this happened. Chicago Bulls, right? New York Knicks, Chicago and Cleveland, Chicago for, the, Cleveland for the last yeah. couple of years, or the Heat, or basically Chicago. Whenever Team LeBron was on for those couple of years yeah. back in 2011, when the Bulls were kicking ass, um, it, it's I I wanted Houston to win, but. I also think the the end of this Golden State Warriors dynasty is upon us. I don't think Clay will be back. I think Durant's gone, and then that team will change drastically. Um, depending on where KD goes, if he stays in the West or if he comes out to New York, will obviously dictate how things will go in the West. But as much as I wanted the Rockets to win, I'm going to try and appreciate this one last run. Man, and maybe point. I'm wrong. Maybe it won't be one last run, but I really think it it will be. I think I things mean, are coming to an end soon. I just feel team. like if Durant leaves, they could just throw more money at Clay. They can try and bring in some other contributing True. free agents because guys want to go play there. They're still arguably the best team in the NBA, even without Durant. Hundred percent. They they've won two championships without him, um, or whatever it was, and he's been or no, they won one without him. One without. without him. But still, they were a great team in the NBA for three years before then. Um, that's why everyone rags on Durant because he left a team that he lost to join forces with them to continue winning championships. No doubt Kevin Durant's an amazing player, probably the best player on the Warriors. But um, if he leaves, they'll be fine. If, if him and Clay leave, then, yeah, they're going to have some trouble. What if, what if Durant leaves and goes and joins LeBron? I still think, I mean, I don't know. I can't say for sure, but it, it takes more than two players. It does, but um, I'd still be upset. Agreed. And agreed, that would suck. I would hate that. I mean. I'm just sick of uh, talent 
meeting up with talent. And we're not talking about like just a few great players getting together. We're talking about, I mean, these are generational players who are joining generational players. Kevin Durant is essentially unblockable. Like he's going to get his shot off. Yes, you you are never blocking that man's shot ever. I think sports science said you have to be 7-4 with like a 40-inch vertical to block a fadeaway jump shot from Kevin Durant because of his height, his release point, and his uh, vertical. So basically no one is ever going to be able to block a Kevin Durant fadeaway. So that, you know, it's an unblockable shot. It's it's right up there with the skyhook as one of the most devastating shots there is. Steph Curry right. is the greatest three-point shooter we're ever going to see. These and these two legends are on the same team. It right. sucks, and, right? And this is not. This is year. This is like the last decade of the NBA where the greatest players are on the same team. It's annoying. But what what I what I also like about the Warriors is aside from Kevin Durant coming there, they drafted Draymond and Clay yeah. and Steph, and they put together this awesomely successful yeah, well, team yeah, to me that's why the the onus is more so on durant than it is on the warriors Correct. because right. they built it Correct. from the ground up and they built a super team essentially and then kevin durant couldn't uh. beat them so he went and joined them so he could win championships now i i hope durant honestly i hope he goes to somewhere like new york and maybe Ky- new york maybe Kyrie goes with them but he's the oh, guy dude, Kyrie's gone he's not going he's back the far. guy and he leads a new team to a championship because then you could start talking about Kevin Durant as one of the all-time greats because he went somewhere else and got it for himself after not being carried, but just going to the easy route for a championship. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I've been reading. He wants to do like he wanted to win first and foremost. He wanted championships. Okay. Now he has him. Now we could try and cement his legacy in terms of how great of a player he was by carrying a team. And you to backtrack for a second. Why the hell? Yes, Seriously, that's what I was going to say. Why the hell does this shit organization no. like the Knicks just automatically get guys interested or they're at least in the, the conversation God. because they're in New York? New York hasn't been relevant in basketball in like 20 years. Yeah. Since the 90s when Jordan – or right after Jordan, since the 90s. Why do they you, why would you want to go play – they, they don't have any championships right. to their name in the last 20s. Why would you want to go play for James Dolan? Why? What? That guy proves time and time again. Why would you want to come play ignoramus. for John Paxton, though, either in the Bulls? Garpat. Yeah, but but and and you're right you're, to that point. But but Jerry Reinsdorf, I think, is a much more respected right. owner than James Dolan is or ever will be. So it the Chicago Bulls just, franchise in general is a well recognized franchise yes. with a history yes. of greatness and dynasties, and the Knicks are not that. No, they are they're New not. York, but they're not. The Knicks aren't the Bulls by any means, and they never will be. Guys, we come Tuesday, our Bulls conversations may pick up immensely if a couple of ping pong balls fall our way. Oh, because on. if we get Zion Williamson, you're going to hear a lot of Bulls talk on this oh, yeah. year podcast. A lot of Bulls talk. I'd, I'd settle for uh, John ja Morant. Yep, I'd ja. settle for Morant. I would too, but man, if. If we I'll get Zion, I'll take I'm not being greedy. I'll take either. And we are gonna, we are gonna just lose it. Yeah, we're gonna be happens. able to speculate as much as we want we, because they're saying yes, if Zion goes yes. to New York, then that's gonna be a draw for Kyrie and Durant. Not that they need. I mean, those players can go anywhere they want, but having Correct. Zion already in the bank is gonna be the draw okay, for those two. So if the Bulls do somehow, is that our that's our leg into free agency that we so desperately need? Yes, Let's talk about this point. for a moment, though. If you're 
a owner of an NBA basketball team and you're about to shell out over a hundred million dollar contract to a guy like Kyrie Irving, what are your thoughts based on the way that not only he performed in the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Bucks, um, but his at- overall attitude and just kind of the way he's acted. He's yeah. definitely a bit of a prima donna he's, in my mind. He's a grouch, man. He's a grumpy motherfucker. And yes, prima donna, I think, is a great way to put it. Uh, he had his aha moment when he found out that he wasn't the guy without LeBron James. Right. And yeah, it may have been difficult playing with LeBron James, but it's a lot more difficult playing without LeBron James. Yep. So I could see him going to the Lakers. I'm not even kidding. Just I 100 percent could see him going to the Lakers. I could see LeBron going outside and blowing his whistle, and Kyrie going, "Oh, Daddy said I have to come home now," and he goes and runs to L.A. and plays with the Lakers because he just realized what he's not. Gordon Hayward is not LeBron James. Oh, Al Horford is not LeBron James. No, sir. Well, let's let's give Gordon Hayward the benefit of the doubt. He's not LeBron James, but he was coming back from one of the worst injuries sure. in NBA history sure. this year. And I feel no, like he got a lot of sweat from Celtics fans he, for, he got a lot of for flat, underachieving. Yes. And, and I understand that because of the amount of money that he's pay, making. But I could definitely... I would almost guarantee that Gordon Hayward will come back next year and be a lot closer to the Gordon Hayward we saw at the end of his Utah Jazz run than the Gordon Hayward Agreed. we've seen so far in Boston. I agree. And that wasn't a knock. That was that wasn't a knock on him at all. I'm actually no, no. A big I know. Gordon I just Hayward wanted to fan. throw that out there because I know a lot of yeah, people no, do knock I agree. on Gordon I agree. I just think it's more yeah. of a knock, not even a knock on Kyrie, but more of like a realization of who you who you thought you were. Yeah. And who you actually? Well, are. that's the thing, though, because I don't. I'm not convinced that that Kyrie. I think I don't think he is what he actually is. I think he still thinks that he like we've heard. I saw. I sent that quote to you guys. He's calling himself a basketball genius, and yes, I understand that you're an NBA basketball player and you know more about the game of basketball than most. But when you start right. saying outlandish things like that. Your actions speak louder than your words. LeBron has never really won. He toots his own horn sometimes, but he doesn't go out of his way to say things like that. And if he does, LeBron has backed up everything he has ever said, basically on on a basketball court. Anything he's ever said about himself as a basketball player, he's backed up on a basketball court. Kyrie has done very little, if nothing, to prove that he isn't like what you said, Jimmy. He's not the guy. You can't win with him as your number one. He goes to Boston the first year. They're playing great. He gets hurt at the end of the year like he always does and misses the playoffs. And they play better in the playoffs without him last year than they do this year. He comes back. Uh, they were up and down all season. It was a very tumultuous season. He was very outspoken about a lot of different stuff. And then you see them fizzle. Like the world being flat. What a dumbass. Stupid stuff. <laughs> like... Look at the fucking pictures from space, you Seriously. idiot. The world is not flat. Worry about your beard first. But of all. exactly. He he seems like more of a problem in the locker room and, and he's one of those guys where he's trying to be the next Kobe where he's saying he's demanding greatness from from all of his teammates. Well, Kobe didn't win until Shaq got there, you know? And also, Kobe, Kobe also win. hit two free throws with a torn Achilles and has the Mamba mentality. That's true. Kobe Mamba also, neither of which he Kobe has. didn't win until they re- traded for Pau Gasol. You know what I mean? Kobe always needed someone else. You can't win like right. that. Everyone does. You cannot right. win alone. It's been and proven. The, NBA, the, the way the NBA Jordan set up needed the last Pippen. 30 I mean, years, you cannot win alone. Someone always needed someone. It's not like Jordan didn't win all those titles on his own. Yes, he was the focal point and the MVP and the best player on those teams, but... 
He went seven years without winning anything before. Show me Jordan without Pippen. Oh, wait, you did on the Wizards, and how'd that go? <laughs> or like it I didn't. said, for the seven years before that, or however long it was until Pippen came along. Yep, until they drafted Correct. him. Correct. Boston's going to be better off without Kyrie. They have the Agreed. talent. They have the talent. Like, Tatum is going to take another say, you remember how good Jason year? Tatum was in the playoffs yeah. last year? Tatum. I don't so even think I heard good. his name once this year. Tatum's going to take a step forward. So they still got Hayward. They still got Horford. They got plenty of young talent. They got plenty of draft picks. And at, at the end of the day, they still got Danny Ainge and one of the best head coaches in the league. Well, they're going to the be fine. Boston going to be yeah. positioned themselves very well, very well knowing that they could trade for Kyrie, get Kyrie, and then lose Kyrie, but not sacrifice the entire nucleus of their team for it. No, correct. Be just, Talk about a great yeah, organization. Have you guys seen win, the reports though. that people are, win. and I don't right. know if this is true That's or not, true. telling Jeannie Buss that they should trade LeBron James? I did see that, yes. Wait, who? Oh, the Lakers? Advisors are, are telling Jeannie yeah, Buss that, they, that should. they should trade LeBron James. I'm sure... He could waive any trade that he wants, right? I mean, there's no way that's not baked into his contract. No, the the only way he'll get traded essentially is if they want him to be traded. I would assume he's got to agree to but, it, right? right? Right, yeah, that's what I'm okay, saying. Yeah, he right, holds, right. which I, I was I was surprised at the time that he signed a four year deal instead of just keep going, so, you know, one two year at a time, or like a one year deal with two mutual options for the next, you know, three years after the, that. This but, is. This is twofold for me because I wanted that too, Jimmy. I really wanted LeBron to cement his legacy as like a hired gun and not like the Shaquille O'Neal style hired gun where he's a good right. accent piece and he may get a ring right. because he went to a solid team. I wanted him to be a hired gun where he was just going city to city, being the best player on that team and winning championships. That would have been so yes. – it's hard. Obviously, that's that would be incredible. It's never been done in sports. It's, that's probably the hardest thing to accomplish because you're, that would you're be pretty awesome. chemistry over everywhere you go. But that would have been amazing. But I heard he signed a four-year deal because his son is going to be in the NBA. He's going to be drafted in four years. So by the time LeBron's contract is up, he'll be a free agent, and he's going to just sign with the team that drafts his son if he does, in fact, get drafted, and you'll have your first father-son oh, wow. combination in the NBA. I, that's pretty. That would be pretty cool, yeah, I think. That's that would I've be heard. pretty cool. And his so. son's definitely going to make the NBA. I think so, too. I, I also think that LeBron is looking ahead to his post-basketball career yeah. in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Like, we see his show, The Shop, is pretty popular on HBO. I know he's involved in a lot of different producing. I'm not I'm not bashing him at all for signing a four-year deal. I mean, he still made a ton of money. Yeah. I was just kind of surprised by it until I realized, oh, this is more this is more than just a basketball thought. Yeah. But bash him, Jim. Be Don't be afraid to bash him. You should have signed a two-year deal, asshole. Hired gun. What Hired happened? gun. God damn it. That would have been sweet though. Hired Hired gun, yes. <laughs> If he goes to L.A., so he wins in Miami, he wins in Cleveland, he goes to L.A. for two years and wins one, then goes to New York and wins one. That would have been sick, dude. What if, yeah, what if LeBron just went to And then he finishes his career in Chicago, plays with Zion, and doesn't right? win and brings us a title. <laughs> it's all coming together here on BLT. Just up the multiverse. Oh, the NBA Of the multiverse. NBA. <laughs> Jordan comes through like 98 Jordan. With a basketball no, and ninety-five Jordan. Let's keep it a little bit younger. He's got he's he yeah ninety-five come out space Jordan, like jam that. style. Where first it's just a shadow, and then it's just Michael Jordan. So that's I love that. I've so I I mentioned a couple weeks back to you guys that I wasn't very interested in the NBA playoffs because LeBron wasn't involved, and it, it's still I've watched a little bit more since then. But I what I can appreciate is 
the exposure that a lot of these other stars in the NBA are getting because of it, like Giannis yes. and Kawhi. These guys have been dominating their series. Giannis, for my money, is the best player in the NBA now. I know LeBron. He should amazing, be the MVP. But he should Giannis win the MVP. is the best player. His size, strength, speed, ability. It's He it's, is for sure the most entertaining a, to watch. That a, guy like, could take three dribbles. From baseline to baseline, about and the dunk most from a step inside the, free the Greek throw line. freak. It's it's the perfect awesome. nickname because he is a freak. And does he have the once he gets the ball and once I he gets the he ball does. in the paint, it, it's over. Giannis yeah. is just what, what what'd you say? Giannis is just like all business, no fuck around. Yeah. I'm here to play basketball and win. He doesn't he doesn't strike me as the guy who wants to go team up with other people. The Bucks no. the Bucks have built a really good team around him too. Very to the good point team. To you should. I never thought I'd be saying these, this sentence out loud. You should be looking at what the Bucks did to to bring talent around a, a potential superstar, and that should be the yes. model moving forward for building teams. Dude, guys, guys will want to go play with the Bucks. The Bucks, their whole they Which have insane. ridiculous yeah. length on their team. They're they're oh, they're like the crazy. new style of NBA to where it's all these yes. tall, lengthy guys who are freak athletes. And can play multiple positions. So they their small lineup with like their you know a small where everyone gets pushed up a position. Yeah. Their power forward to center transit. He's probably still like seven feet tall because they just have all these lengthy athletic dudes. But it just goes to sh- it's it's nuts. Yeah, it goes to show you how well they did with their strategy because the NBA has you know every sports league is ever evolving and the NBA right. has evolved into crazy three point circus shots. Every team is chucking now. And how do yes. you defend that? You get three guys who have a seven foot wingspan on the perimeter who can move just like a guard. Right. That's, yes. That's the defense right there. See, but it's yes. crazy because once once Giannis can start shooting like thirty five percent from three. Well, that's the thing. Forty percent, and that's his, not far yeah. off. Maybe that's not like even for like thirty five percent. Two years from down three. the yeah. road, because he's a hard worker, and that's what I was just going to bring up is you you don't luck out, but you almost do luck out in the sense to where. You never sure. know when you draft someone like remember when he got drafted he was this skinny lengthy Dude he's gained like 80 pounds of muscles is coming the you NBA You never it's know insane. you never know who's going to have this amazing work ethic and the Bulls had it J- for with Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler for a yep. little while to where he came and he willed himself to be a superstar and the thing yep. with him though is he'll never have the raw athletic ability to be dominant like some of these other guys have a guy like Giannis has that and now he has that work ethic He's what 7 foot He's, he's got to like be seven six, eleven, foot. seven he's foot, be seven with like a seven eight wingspan. <laughs> yeah. He's Kevin Durant. If <laughs> Kevin you Durant imagine? could hit the gym and actually bulk <laughs> up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine if he establishes a three? It's literally pump fake, one dribble, and a dunk. Dude. That's how ridiculously athletic this and guy I, is. And moves. I want it, to see, honestly, I want to see a Bucks Warriors final so we could see Durant and Giannis go head to head. Oh, that will be awesome. Because I think those they're the two best right now, in my opinion. Like LeBron's still up there in the mix, like one A, one B, one C, yeah. probably. But those yeah. two are the only the only ones in recent memory that have come close to eclipsing and possibly have eclipsed LeBron. LeBron is the best player. Steph's been great, but he's For a different sure. type of player, different type of great. Yeah, and, and agreed. In terms of uh, career uh, arcs, too, Giannis is like three years away from entering his prime. That's the, the thing. Yes. That's the crazy thing. It's insane. That blew my... I just looked it up right now. That fucking blows his, my mind. With yeah. His season this year was better than LeBron's 
MVP season, I'm pretty sure. A couple of his MVP yeah. seasons. The season he, he had he's And he seems like a genuinely good dude off the court. Yeah. Like, just someone who's super easy to root for. Like, you, you love watching him play basketball, and he's an even better dude off the court. Mm-hmm. And, Pat, you're right. When he's out there, like... He just he humiliates grown ass seven foot three hundred pound men, much like Khalil Mack does. Oh yes, <laughs> I will say though, Jalen Brown dunked on him like three times throughout that series, and I was I was so in awe. I didn't think anyone could do that to be honest, let alone yeah two two to three times in one series. Don't worry, he's gonna work on that this, this summer, and that won't happen one time <laughs> next year. Right? He'll start hitting threes, and no one will ever dunk on him ever again. <laughs> So, last thing we're going to talk about before we jump off is Game of Thrones Episode 4 came out last week. We had a lot of tension built up. It was it started out with the celebration of the, the victory of the Battle of Winterfell. And um, everyone's getting hammered, having a good time. Daenerys is looking around all paranoid, seeing how much everyone loves Jon, knowing that he has a best claim to the throne now. And then we had the infamous coffee cup left on the set that made crazy rounds on the internet this week. I mean, billions of dollars of free advertising essentially for Starbucks because it was everywhere as if they needed it. As if they needed it all. And it turns out it wasn't even a Starbucks cup. It was just a general coffee cup from the set that they really? offer. Yeah, I just a white cup that. with the sleeve. So Starbucks gets all this free advertising. They uh, have since digitally removed the cup from the episode, so if it airs, you see it on HBO now. It's no longer there anymore. And it was pretty funny, though, just seeing that in Westeros, seeing everyone's drinking out of, like, Tormund's drinking out of that giant horn, and, like, people are drinking out of the most ridiculous cups. Here's just a coffee cup sitting there. But then the battle, um, essentially, they come up with their battle plan. Um, Daenerys wants to go there right away to confront Cersei. Sansa um, advises against it, tells her that they should give the soldiers and the dragons some time to rest up and and they're not ready to fight again. So they end up doing what Daenerys wants because she's the queen and they essentially ride right into a trap. They uh, take to the waters on their ships and Euron Greyjoy and his fleet are all waiting for them. Daenerys is flying above on her dragon on uh, Drogon, and then all of a sudden Rhaegal just starts getting pegged with those giant arrows that um, what's his name, Kyburn or whatever, um, the Queen's hand, Cersei's hand, created those giant bows, essentially dragon bows. Yeah. And they had one the last time we had seen them. Now they have one for each ship that they had. And so, they had about 50 mounted on the castle. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So Rhaegal gets shot down out of the air and dies, which was probably the craziest part of the episode because it was so unexpected. So Typical Game of Thrones. They're down to one dragon, and um, they took out the fleet of ships. They end up uh, capturing Missande and the, or the ending scene essentially is them Tyrion trying to plead Cersei not to do this and and saying you know just give up your throne and, and you, this doesn't have to happen zombie mountain beheads Missande in front of everyone and but her last words were Jakaris she gave her a chance to say some final words so mm-hmm. you know obviously that's what Daenerys says every time she wants the dragons to 
shoot fire. So I interpreted that as Missande just telling Daenerys, burn them all. Yep. Just burn this motherfucker to the ground. But she does have, what does she say at the end of it? She says something extremely contradictory, right? Uh, Daenerys, she says, uh, you know, she says, I want to free everybody, even if I have to, like, burn the oh, city to the ground. So, something yes. along those so lines, So, she, right? she said, um, and we talked about this, she's like, I want to uh, remove the world of tyrants, even if that means sacrificing lives or something so, like that. Yeah. So, essentially, we, we mentioned it when we watched it last mm-hmm. week, that it was, it was, um, yeah, it was straight up hypocritical of what she's trying to be, because... By saying that and doing that, you yourself are a tyrant. And it's very mad queenish to say too. Well, and that's definitely towards. That's the arc that she's going towards. She's going to turn into the mad queen. I I I don't know if I showed you this yet, but there was a article that Barstool did yesterday. It was Clem, I think, and he had um, quotes from the writers and then two video reactions: one from Kit Harrington, one from Amelia Clark. And the writers said that they they hope that they bring justice to the show with a good end, but they plan on locking themselves in a room with a bunch of alcohol and no internet when the, fin- when the, the finale comes out. Um, shit's going so down, dude. that is not a good sign. Um, and then the videos, the one it's Kid Harrington on E or something like that. And they ask him if he could describe the finale in one word, what would that word be? And he says, disappointing. And then he's like all, and they're like, are you serious? And he's like, he kind of backs up. He's like, no, probably epic, you know, but, but like the first reaction was so genuine. And then Amelia Clark, they ask her, oh, what do you think about the final seasons of Game of Thrones? She's just like, uh, best season ever. You know, she's all like British about it or whatever, but it was just both reactions were so genuine to me that I... I'm not really sure what to expect. I hope that that means that every character who has any claim or lust or thirst for the throne is killed and the world plunges into chaos straight up. Kill all bloodlines. Arya will be the only one left. I could definitely see it being like an ambiguous ending where everyone with a claim is dead and now it's just the throne is open and then they just show it and it just blacks out and that's the Game of Thrones. Everyone, everyone who really had a claim died trying to stake that claim. And then Varro takes it. I still <laughs> want John to end up on the throne. Andy it's brings up a good happen. point. It's it's too obvious yeah. of an of an option because he is the hero. The, the story is about him. Um, a Song of Fire and Ice is the first book, or Ice and Fire, whatever order it's in. And he is that Song of Ice and Fire. He's the Targaryen Stark child. So. It just seems too obvious. Andy thinks Sansa's going to end up on the throne somehow, which would be a lot an interesting. Of people have thought that an interesting, um, but I, I route. like I like that because I don't see a way for Sansa to die really because she's not with them right at King's so Landing. So I could see that now that he mentioned it because, like you said, say everyone there who has a stake dies. And Cersei dies, and now the throne's just open. Like Sansa might march her ass up there, and yeah. be like, "I learned from the best," even though but, Cersei's the worst. You know what? Cersei is a crazy, conniving fucking bitch. You know what? She knows that Winterfell is unprotected. Maybe she has a part of the Golden Compass marching up there as we speak, ready to take Winterfell down because she this knows guy. they're unguarded. This guy, he's I'm on here. to something. <laughs> Sean Connell, if you have any questions, she ain't canon. <laughs> But um, 
episode five, which this is a rare opportunity where this will air before episode five comes out. Um, usually we're doing like an episode behind with our reviews. And this this is typically Game of Thrones. The second to last episode of each season is the best one. Uh, the penultimate, if you will. And I heard uh, what's her what's her name in real life? The blonde. Amelia Clark. And the sh- yeah, she said to watch out for episode five. So this is going to be a huge battle. And that's my contribution to Game of Thank Thrones. Thank you, Jimmy. Talk. Thank you, sir. I didn't know that, and now I do, and I'm happier for it. I'm excited, but um, <laughs> this is it, guys. We got two weeks left of Game of Thrones. It's crazy to think about. Arya kills the queen, my prediction, as Jamie Lannister. I'm throwing it out there again. I want to keep it relevant because I'm. See, but here's the thing, though. It. In order for that to happen, wouldn't Jamie need to be dead so she could acquire his face? Couldn't Arya kill Jamie? That that could easily? happen. That could, but then Jamie, Jamie has would no have to chance die. against Arya. Arya is like the most powerful person. So, in the oh, yeah. We also had now. that scene in, uh, in the last episode after the celebration. Uh, Brienne of Tarth, Sir Brienne of Tarth, <laughs> loses her virginity. To Jamie Lannister, who, and the tweet, that one tweet was the best. It's like, Brienne's pussy so bad it made Jamie go back to his murderous ex. <laughs> and, yeah, they bang, and then uh, but Jamie finds out that they're going to attack King's Landing and goes to try and save his twin sister, who he's banged multiple times and is is supposedly carrying his child. So Yeah. Oh. Who she yeah. told someone else it was his child. For the benefit of her plan, right? It gets crazy in Westeros, Jim. I'm telling you. A lot of uh, sounds like it. Lot, it's, it's messy. Real messy. Are messy. Sounds sounds real messy, guys. Brianna Tarth's real messy. twins bang. Messy. Aunts and cousins bang. Oh, you gotta okay. try and keep the bloodline pure. <laughs> Apparently, how so things work back then. All right, you needed a strong claim to the throne. You bang your sister. That's it. That's the recipe for Glad I had only brothers. <laughs> That's true. Well, also glad I don't live in those times because I don't want to think about having to like wear like I think about the their underwear back then. It's probably just like Damn. potato sacks cut with holes in it, just chafing yeah. your ass terribly. I'm gonna say this right yeah, here. Not- <clears throat> Game of Thrones probably is like like. 12 i don't even know what year it is but i guarantee you it predates the invention of toilet paper by more than 800 years <laughs> that's all i'm saying that's think about true. that i don't think they had trough or um bidets back then either definitely didn't have bidets no no, no they did not you know what they they the, just didn't they just walked around with like crusty poo ass i'm telling you or that like the rich were probably fine they probably had like a human was your bidet they'd get a mouthful of water and spit it up <laughs> oh god <laughs> Someone, someone's job was that for sure, but that's only for the wealthy. King's Landing has over a million people living in that city. I'll have you know, it's a lot of ass. And five hundred thousand of them are ass washers. <laughs> the other five hundred thousand are the rich ones. Maybe it's clear. Actually, no. There's like ten rich people in King's Landing, and then they split up the ass washing duties amongst the other nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine people. Hey. Everyone just wash the queen's ass. You better wash it. That sounds. You better wash great. your ass. It's not a clean living, but it's a living. <laughs> Hey, got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. <laughs> all right, that's all we've got for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Podcast. You can also find our podcast page at broseletstalk.podbean.com. And you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
at Bros Let's Talk. We'll be back next week with another episode with a four man show four next four man week. show with a special guest host that we will special not reveal guests. now. We will wait until next week. We'll wait till next week. It won't be Andy. It won't be Andy. He'll be out eating Belgium chocolate and waffles. He'll be out eating bros. Probably together. He'll be out eating bros Belgium chocolate. He sent me a Snapchat of a chocolate candy bar. It was just called bros. (laughs) Nice. So if you're listening, Andy, please bring some bros chocolate back for bros. Let's talk. I appreciate it. But for Sean and Jimmy, this is Pat. Later, Neds. See you, Braz. All right. Latest on the men, Jay. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 <sighs>